All right, we are back. We are remote. We're back in the virtual studio. Virtual reality. The, uh, yep. The internet studio. Yep. We're out there beaming across the universe through waves and radio such, you through know? Waves and time, as uh, Neil wow, deGrasse Tyson a, would say. <laughs> what a... Uh, first of all, what an insane Saturday. I'd be remiss to not just ask you, Tyler, first now... Last night, yes, uh, uh, you were you were the only person I was thinking about because it was like midnight and the game wasn't over, oh, and I dude. couldn't help but think Tyler is somewhere up in those stands, and I don't even know if he's awake. <laughs> he could be asleep in his seat. Uh, did you survive? How late did you get home? Are you exhausted? So, Tell me about uh, it. We ended up getting home at about uh, two o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> I fell asleep at three once I because I got home. I had to get everything ready for my games today. Right, I had to do a little bit of work yep. and. Yeah, wow. I ended up going to sleep at about 3, but it was well worth it. I, I was awake during the game. You know, the energy of the game and the crowd will certainly keep you going. Um, I had uh, a beer when we got there. Um, I had a, a second beer around halftime, and then I had a lemonade the second half of the game. Right, because, you know, you got it, it was a little late. I wanted a little boost in the first half, the lemonade in the second half. Delicious lemonade at Folsom Field, too, by the way, and uh, it was it was it was it was perfect. And overtime hits, but no, the energy was there. Buffs get the big win, the comeback win. It was a it was a trap game. It was a classic trap game. Like when when CSU is going all out, selling out, their coaches selling out for this game. They're putting everything into it. And the Buffs, they kind of went into this weird mentality. I thought about this last night after the game when Jay Norvell said what he said about. Coach Prime taking off your glasses and hat and all that stuff. The Buffs didn't really get into this aggressive must women. They kind of laughed like, oh, now we now we have to beat them by 40. As if they had it in their, it, it just like in their will to be like, oh, we want to win by 40 or 60. Now, okay, we'll do that. And they went into right. that. I think it was a bad thing. It, 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 so I think the mindset was bad for them. But the great the game was awesome. Can you hear it in my voice? The little raspy today yeah it's very i can i can tell you've been yelling yelling. i'm sure you you, uh you i'm certain you took part in the fuck csu chance that i heard on the tv of course um well well, can can i say something i think you're right yeah Yeah, say it say it baby by the way the connection is not great on this thing i don't like the non-live shows anyway i'm glad that everyone got to see the colorado state rams that i've known my whole life you see some rivalries, it's a good football rivalry. Some rivalries, it's not. And the Colorado State Rams, for my entire life, I've known them as a classless organ, a classless uh, <laughs> school. All the coaches, the players, the fan base. Honestly, my entire life, this is this is who I've known them as. The dirty hits, the way they approach that game, the way Jane Orva. It started with the coach, and that didn't surprise me one bit. How he's making it about family, making it honestly. I know that Dion is like who's personal, and that's all funny. He did kind of go personal with it, though, right? Like you're not talking football, you're talking about the person, his character, and. I thought it was all backwards anyway because he's talking about you. Well, my mom told me the head glasses. It's like you know what a lot of moms said to a lot of other people is that it it matters what's on the inside that counts, not what's on the outside, right? So that's what a lot of people. And so when you get back and forth to that, but my point is he did make it personal, but it didn't surprise me. That's what the Rams do. They're cheap. They're dirty. They have a chip on their shoulder all the time. It's this is who the Rams are. So I'm glad that the world got to see firsthand. The hit on Travis Hunter was complete bullshit. You know, yes. um, 
the 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 approach to the game was complete bullshit. The way they it was it was dirty from the get go, and they got that from the head coach. So it didn't surprise me as much as I'm glad the nation now sees what I saw: the ugly school, the ugly team, the ugly uh, CSU Rams that I've known for the last couple decades. So, <clears throat> would love your thoughts on Shador uh, poking a guy's eyes. I mean, hey. When you when you do what you do, when you lay someone out like that, it's 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 all on the table. Now, once they start it, the Buffs aren't just gonna like let it happen. You don't sit back, right? When Bradley Van Pelt spiked the ball off the Buffs' head, what was that, fifteen years ago? Then it was uh, then it was gloves off, right? Then what CU did in retaliation. So no, once CSU does these things, okay, now you're gonna pick on the big brother. Here comes the hammer. You think you're gonna get the win? This is what's going to happen. We'll put them back in their place. But like I said, it didn't surprise me as much as just the dirty nonsense. The eye poke was amazing, by the way. Straight out of Adam Sandler's uh, playbook, dude. Uh, Captain <laughs> Insano shows no mercy. So, no, give me a break with that stuff. That was I loved it. <laughs> so, I will go. Uh, the, the late hit on Travis Hunter was, yeah, it was bad. That was egregious. Yeah. He clear, uh, yeah. clearly clearly had an intent to, to hit him late. Um, and, and like send a message air quote. Right. And so I agree the whole game, just as, as an outsider or someone who wasn't, um, super invested in either team, I felt like the whole game was super cheap uh, or super chippy. And I, I think there were, you know, there were some cheap shots on both sides, but I don't disagree with your take that like, Hey, see you started it with that. I think that late hit, especially kind of made things, uh, you know, get get up to the next level. You don't and disagree so, with my take, um, trash team, trash organization. We're on the same page with that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go quite mm, that far. Okay. Again, I think that okay. it, when it, when it comes to rivalries, like this is it's it's a real rivalry. Like I, this is how games between like Michigan and Michigan State often are. Uh, it's a very similar vibe where it's like, hey man, there's going to be a lot of cheap shots. These are teams that actually really don't like each other, and so uh, super entertaining game. Um, Buffs get the win. I can't of course, wait. I can't uh, wait CSU to go cut. two. I can't wait to go two Fort Collins next year because it's a home and home. Now the unfortunate thing yeah. is Shador is going to be a first round pick, so he's probably not going to be back next year. But whoever's leading the Buffs, the number one overall recruit was at that game last night. Number one five star quarterback was at CU last yep. night. So Bryce may, Underwood, right? Maybe he'll be uh, leading the Buffaloes next year. Next year as we go fuck stuff. Fuck uh, CSU up in Fort Collins. Fuck My stuff. brain As is we go still fuck stuff in Fort Collins. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's early oh morning. God. You were up. You were up six uh, hours later than you ever dude, have been in I the last get, five years. And I had to get up for my uh, soccer this morning, and yeah. so I was up for that. Yep. And you know what? Look, Actually, man, I almost went. Working. I almost went blue and really dark with that with that joke because I said fuck <laughs> stuff up there. Because and, and just like let you know the angle I was gonna go. Like you know how like the pirates. They used to go like steal and pillage, like, pillage and plunder. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a little bit like that. Let's not get, let's not cross the line. But <laughs> <laughs> everything consensual. Um, of yeah, no. I look. Uh, I agree. I, I, I'll say this: I was very impressed with uh, with the game plan that Coach Norvell had uh, immediately. I mean, CSU was leading this game for like three quarters essentially, and yes, yeah, you got to give CU credit because they never gave up. They kept swinging. Uh, okay. 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 The, so, the, so, so the 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 game plan from CSU was actually really impressive. I thought their offense came out with a good for game. For sure. And I thought it was it was not a good look that Charlie Kelly, love that name, the DC for Colorado, um, didn't adjust because 
You know, like in Madden or NCW, which comes out next year, when you play someone who exploits one thing that you're not doing, like whether it's like right. a drag route or like a like a like a hook, you know, play with someone who, who runs like a hook every like it's like adjust to it, right? You got to stop it. I would say off the top of my head, I have to like go back and like see all the numbers. I would say 80 to 85% of their completions were drag routes yesterday, crossing routes. And it's like, that's not on, it's like, that's not actually a bad thing for CSU. If they're doing it, it's working. You should keep doing that. It's on, that's on the buffs to adjust and stop that. And I found it very concerning. They couldn't. So if CSU's exploiting things like that, you know, what the hell is Oregon and USC going to do, especially without Travis Hunter on the field, who's going to be out now for a couple weeks. So, that was a takeaway from X's and O's. I thought the offense for CSU came out with a nice game plan to run those dragging routes. Offensive line played pretty well. And, you know, they, they did what they needed to to kind of control the clock. Um, so I thought they played well offensively. Um, but yeah. overall, yeah, it was... Uh, and then the buffs, you know, this is sort of like that humbling game. I think it was a part of a trap game where they came out flat. And I think it was just partly that, you know, the buffs may not be this, like, super dominant awesome no, i don't know who thought they were dominant but like you know really good team that a lot of people thought they were so it was probably a little bit of both we can stop talking about that I'm game, really, but i'm all fired up well i have one more note before we get on to the rest of of the college ball weekend which was amazing stupid but the little ram over there looks next to ralphie looks like a little no, well okay oh, look he definitely God. has nothing on ralphie but i think cam the ram is very cool um I think any live mascot is cool, but this is, I'm glad that you said that. Cause I have a couple points here that I need to make okay. and I need this to be, um, I need you to, to, to listen with open ears and not, not judge me until you hear all of it. It's okay? probably not going to happen, but okay. Are, are we in the trust tree? Can I, can, <laughs> can I say something? And it's a shame that Smitty's not here because I would love to say it in front of him too, but oh, God. Okay. I am, I'm officially, I'm sick of of hearing about prime and again like i love that colorado is relevant and i love that it's working but like it's so it's so it's everywhere and it's like i'm so annoyed with it i counted this up because yesterday like of course you know i i love cultural i'm obsessed with it i follow all these culture ball pages so i looked at like espn uh college football that like their culture ball page on instagram right and yesterday yesterday and today they had 54 i counted this up they had 54 posts on their instagram okay. page like this is specific, specifically the college football one and 28 of them were about <laughs> coach prime or shador right um and even now today i open up my phone today and the first story i see on, on the espn college football page and this is the headline and, and, and the, no. the reason why i brought this up is because because you just said this is it here's the headline this is from heather dinish yeah. it says texas question mark georgia question mark Colorado question mark who passes the college football playoff eye test oh and who has the best resume oh, I'm sick talk, of this let's, shit let's dude let's talk about it let's put it on the table and let's talk no, no, about no, no, it no 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 I, I, yeah, I need you to, to hear me out because here's the thing I, I love that Colorado is relevant and I'm not even like an anti-prime guy what's what's uh, what's annoying me is that I can't do anything without fucking seeing it the media has so latched on to this and made it fucking insufferable to the point where Last night, I was thinking, like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if, if CSU won this game so I wouldn't have to hear about the fucking rock and about Kawhi and about everything prime every five fucking seconds? Like, I, by the way, none of they don't even talk about Colorado. They just talk about prime and about Shadur, and that's it. Like, I haven't heard a single story about Sean Lewis. Haven't heard a single story about any one of the guys on the offensive line. I don't know who those guys are. They're playing great. Like, there's, there's great storylines here that could just be not about... 
coach prime scratching his ass and then it becomes like the top of the news story for five hours and it's it's gotten to the point where i'm i'm so sick of it that it's making me a hater and i don't want to i don't want to have to root against cu okay but like last night that's all i could think about i was like man if they lose maybe i won't have to see this shit anymore a couple things first of all you're not gonna get any apologies over here i'm loving it i'll take more (laughs) of it there's nothing i like more than opening up espn seeing that second of all will it, it, this is called an advancement in your self-learning. I'm glad you got here because <laughs> you have been a hater all year. You just have are now coming around. I've heard it through your, your tone and the way you've talked about the buffs. And, and you phrase it like this. Here's what you did before. And this is what you do. You did the, you do this before you like sell teams or put them on your like do not bet list or whatever. You, you say things like this where you say, look, I like what they're doing to Colorado, but I'm getting real sick. You've been saying this for weeks. So now that you're like making this announcement, that's nothing new. This You've been doing this for, for a while. So I'm glad you're coming around to it and understanding like, how you really feel deep down. But this is what he's going to do. He's polarizing. You're going to love him or you're going to hate him. I love what's coming yes. with this. I love that people are either loving or hating Colorado because that's what comes with big, with big teams. What do people talk about? Alabama, Georgia. Does everyone unanimously love Roll Tide? Does everyone unanimously love Boomer Sooner? This is what comes with being great. I love it. So, I mean, okay, but you, the what, difference your feeling's is that, not unique. I get that. A lot of people are feeling that. But, hey, I don't. The difference is that Alabama and Georgia and Oklahoma have all, like, done shit to, to, to warrant hey, that to the point to where quote, I, like, you know what I mean? To quote John Wayne, I, sir, do not give a damn. <laughs> Let's go, Buffs. Five, is that six, even a real uh, John Wayne quote? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but it sounds I, like I'm, something. I bet he totally said that once. I, I bet it You're one totally point, right. I do think that Heather Dennett should slow her role, in, including Colorado with Texas and Georgia in a college football playoff discussion. But hold on, but hold on. don't we discussion. also, I'm not on social media, you are. Don't we live in a world yeah. where it's about views, clicks, yes. eyeballs? Yeah, yeah, Doesn't he bring views, clicks, eyeballs? They're just seeing what's working. It's almost like if you find a slot machine that never loses, and you just keep hitting the button. It's like you look around, right, and you like see if anyone's like on to you. Like, no one notices. Would you ever get up from that slot machine? I think you'd have to be an idiot too, right? That's what ESPN's doing. They're like, oh my God. They're probably all sick of it too, but they're going, we put it on. They come watch. He brings the views. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm making a call to college football fans to stop clicking on this shit so I can just see just just 50% less. I'm not saying I can't see any of it. Do it for Will. Just cut it out a little bit. So, okay. Anyway, back to the rest of the college football world. Um, it was one of these Wait, Saturdays, there's a, Tyler. There's a rest of the college football world. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> apparently not. Not if you're not if you work at ESPN. Um, so, um, this was one of those classic, spooky, witchy college football days where like witchy. teams that are thirty point favorites are are almost losing or losing or. You know, like like it. This was just a classic college ball weekend where you just get a, a very sharp reminder, like, hey, um, anything can happen on any college football day. Like, yeah, we didn't have that many actual um, crazy upsets, but you look at how this this day shook out. Georgia was down 14-3 at halftime to South Carolina. They come back and win, but they didn't look very good. Uh, ultimately, all that matters is, hey, we got the win. Uh, they finally woke up in the second half, in my opinion. But again, like. You look at at Alabama. Alabama has Alabama's got fucking issues. Alabama really legitimately was like for three quarters of that game looking like they were about to lose to South Florida as like thirty point favorites. They don't have a quarterback. They didn't play, so they they bench Milrow. They started Tyler Buckner. He looked horrible. 
At one point, they bring in uh, the freshman. I'm trying to remember his name. Do you remember his name? No. He's, he's a, a freshman quarterback. Hang on. I got it right here. Oh, uh, Ty Simpson. And Ty Simpson doesn't look good either. Here's how bad the quarterback performance was for this game, is that if you go to ESPN and you're just looking at the list of game scores and you scroll past the Alabama-South Florida game, you know how it always highlights like the top-performing quarterback, the top-performing running back and wide receiver? Yeah. The top-performing top quarterback that they highlight in that game is South Florida's quarterback, and here are his stats. He had 87 yards passing and one interception, wow. and that's the highest-performing quarterback by yardage uh, in that game. Alabama's got major issues. They end up winning 17-3, but South, South Florida's a bad team, and I, don't, I just don't get why they didn't go back to Milrow. Like, they, they didn't put Milrow in at all. It was a wet, sloppy game before the rain delay. You would think a running quarterback would be a safer option. I don't get it, and I think that, that it's potentially like a disaster situation in Tuscaloosa right now. I mean, what do we do with this? Do we just – honestly, I'm being serious. Like, I'm just thinking about not betting on Alabama games till I figure out what the hell is going on with them because I feel like they're going to be difficult to price. I mean, they're, they do. They look or just fading them. Well, I mean, like they're I mean, they're at the, or they have Ole Miss next weekend, and if they get quarterback play like they did today uh, yesterday, they're not going to win that game. They're really not. Like the defense is is great, but um, I I don't know the fact that they. It's so weird to see an Alabama team. We've gotten so used to them having dominant quarterback play. It's so weird to see them without even good quarter like solid quarterback play they don't have a number one like dominant wide receiver this year We're, we've been used to seeing that like something just feels weird and and again like i don't want to uh I'm, I'm definitely not this hey, is will. not fire saving territory but it does hey, feel will. like so, like they've lost an edge okay technological glitch sorry if you heard some weird uh noises associated with my microphone i think it's a spooky ghost tyler thinks i'm doing something fucky with the mic i think um, i think you wanted there's to... no way to prove it either way so i think we just you know we we, we move on i think you tyler. wanted to sabotage uh my talk about the buffs and big win big game you don't like it so you're trying to sabotage the podcast <laughs> you're trying to make it unlistenable well, look, you think, hey, I'm going to avoid betting Alabama. I think I'm at the no, point no, where well, I'm going to I'm going to fade Alabama until they prove me that they have a quarterback. Well, look, here's my thing is we don't have to bet on these games like not betting is also an option. And I have lost money the last couple of years betting against Nick Saban. You know this like and so sure. I don't think that look at some point we're not going to overreact. Like my point was, I don't think we should overreact. We've seen now three mediocre games. We're 25% of the way through Alabama's season, and they have looked like an average to above-average SEC team. Uh, but right. if there's one team in the country who I believe can snap, turn it on, play well, it's not Clemson. It's not like it's Alabama. So you're, right. you're going to get them at a discount next week. I'm not just about to just fade them because of this. I think this is the time we don't fade them. If anything, so uh, but I'm not going to play on them like I said either. I'm going to sit from the sidelines and watch. You take Ole Miss and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what the line comes out as. But yeah, I will be leaning that way. But again, just a weird college ball Saturday. They escape with their lives. Georgia escapes with their lives. Florida State, a 24 point favorite, going on the road to Boston College. They win by two. They escape with their lives. I mean, they really. This was shaky at the end there. And again, like just such a goofy 
college football weekend to see all these top teams uh, really struggling. And uh, you know, all, and so all the top you know, luckily teams, those teams ultimately. Well, if you think about it, all of the top elite teams struggled. Georgia, Florida State, Colorado. Like they all were in this point of. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bastard. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, well, listen, Ohio State didn't struggle. They dominated Western Kentucky. Um, you know, like so, certain teams did well. Penn State gets the cover. How about uh, how about Washington, uh, Washington just rolling into East Lansing and absolutely wrecking Michigan State, forty-one to seven. At one point, it was thirty-five nothing in this game. It was a garbage time score for Michigan State. Um, I hate to say it, but this one actually made Mel Tucker look good. Made him look like a good coach because this is the first one without him on the sideline. And maybe they get blown, you know, blown out with him on the sideline. I don't know. But uh, this was the first game where I was like, ah, maybe Michigan State is actually going to see some value in Mel Tucker now because Washington just absolutely wrecked him. And you liked it enough to uh, take a minus a 16. So there you go. That's got to feel good about that one. But no, Michael Penix is just so good. Yeah, they they looked really good. Um, I mean, Michigan State, you talk about distractions, what it meant for them to come out. I I, could have gone one of two ways. I did not know if they were going to come out and look okay, stay in that thing. I mean, they looked horrible. It's going to be a long season, I think, for them. But that probably is more about Washington, or as Lee Corso would say, Washington. But uh, they look good. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now let's get straight into one of the bigger matchups and one of the bet board games. I mean, we had four bet board games, and we split them, Tyler. This just feels like it's going to be a real dogfight of a season. And ultimately, I will come out on top, no doubt. But uh, (laughs) Florida takes down Tennessee at home as home underdog. Um, you know, just in a rivalry game like this, Florida or Tennessee hasn't won at Florida since like 2002, I think. So I, I think a lot of the history was baked into this. But Florida played really well. I was very impressed. This was a, a key win for Billy Napier to, to keep, you know, his name off of that hot seat category. And <clears throat> frankly, Tennessee just struggled. The offense struggled. Joe Milton didn't look good. He finally threw his first interception. Um, just, you know, overall, I think we need I think Tennessee gets a fat downgrade after this game. But I'd love kind of your input on how you see that. You know, I, I, seeing, I, I see uh, Tennessee getting a slight downgrade and Florida getting the big upgrade. I think Billy Napier answered a lot of questions. Florida answered a lot of questions. To me, fading Florida that game was, well, betting on Tennessee that game was a lot about Florida, this coach. He was 0-4 in their rivalry games. He didn't, you know, I, I didn't think Billy Napier could, could get it done. So I know that the history was there. I know Tennessee had struggled in the past going down to Florida, but I I believe the line could overcome that. So I think Florida gets the fat adjustment here, the upgrade. I think we downgrade Tennessee slightly, but that's tough environment, tough atmosphere. As we know, there's a reason sometimes why these trends exist, and it's a tough place to go. Rivalry game, you you mentioned it, you know, it's sort of... You know, it, it changes the way you look at these games, and maybe that was on me for not incorporating that more into my handicap, the actual rivalry aspect. But I'm going to upgrade Florida. You know, we'll see what the actual computer says, but that that's uh, my takeaway. Okay, fair enough, and we'll stay in the SEC as well. Another bet board game here. Uh, the other of my two victories, LSU goes into Starkville, Stark Vegas, and just absolutely rolls up Mississippi State. Uh, big bounce-back victory for LSU. Mississippi State, I think, was just overmatched here, and uh, and and you know Jalen Daniels just uh, you know had a really sharp game. So LSU 
gets a big victory. Yeah, I don't necessarily think the defense was overmatched. I thought they were exhausted. The offense, three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, they did their defense no help in the first half. And by halftime, I mean, it was pretty much over. LSU had gone away. I mean, Mississippi State wasn't going to do anything offensively. They're not built to come back against a defense like LSU in those situations. So they needed their defense to come through, and it was really LSU's defense that was the better defense that day. So they looked good. You know, that was my one concern, taking them, like I said, the Brian Kelly factor. If they were elite, they were going to bounce back, and that's exactly what happened. So interesting that you rattled two uh, bet board games for you off in a row, but congratulations. Um, <laughs> no, trust me, we have two losses coming. I'm just going down the list here where it's by ranking. So yeah, okay. I, I didn't lean on on my on my wins first. We're going to have my two losses coming up next. Yeah. Again, it's tied. Hey, it's hey, your I, show. Yeah, I'm no. just talking on it, Will. Uh-huh, yeah, says mm-hmm. the guy who will come with a soundbite of me talking up all my losers for next hey, week's show. can I say um, something? Can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah. When LSU won convincingly against Mississippi State and I was 0-1, I was thinking, okay, let's say by chance I go 0-3 the rest of the day. Well, that was a 4-0 day. You know what I was going to do? I was going to make an intro (laughs) with me giving out the picks, right? It's making you look – because I thought, look – you have honestly, I'll admit it. You've been the target of a lot of my. <laughs> you've been, you know, of a lot of my uh, sound bites. So I thought it would only be fair if that were the case. So just so you know, it's out there. I'm thinking about it. I'm not. It's not so. Just like I said, I'd give you a half point, Will. You know, I'm. Th- I'm. I'm thinking about you on the show. You know, we're not. We're not CSU fans over here. I still have your best interest in mind. So. That's it's very generous of you, Tyler. Yes. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> how about this upset? Now, this is one that I was super wrong on, and I'm glad it wasn't a bet board game because I think you were leaning Missouri but not willing to bet it. Uh, Kansas State rolls into Missouri. I think when we when we gave out, it was like five points. The line ended up coming all the way down to like three and a half. Kansas State was favored. But I was wrong about Missouri. They, they, were, they played really well. They looked like a super tough and talented team. Um, you know, just a massive victory for them at home in what used to be an old school rivalry game. And the, 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 the game winning kick was a 61 yarder. Now the longest in SEC history. Yeah. So big win for, for Eli Drinkwitz for sure. You uh, do not remember correctly. I was on Kansas State. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There were a couple games where we were back and forth. But this one, I thought it was an X's and O's uh, mismatch. I thought they could have made Missouri one dimensional. And I just frankly thought the offensive line for Kansas State would have shown up a little bit more. Now, I mean, I, I was still impressed. The running backs played really well. They played really hard. It was a, you know, that's a big game. And Missouri went all out for it. As we talked about in our, in our breakdown last week, how that was the one right. thing that concerned me is that was sort of that all-out game for Missouri. Um, but, no, Kansas State didn't show up on the road. I actually ended up uh, taking Kansas State live. And so, money line. When they dropped down to a plus, I forget what it was, 120, something like that. So that, that, yeah. that long field goal kind of. Well, they did. You were right, though. They made good. Missouri was one dimensional. They couldn't run the ball at all. They just were hitting massive shots right. through the passing game. And, uh, and it brings up some questions about K-State's secondary. Like when they go to play a team like Texas, like look out, man, because if their secondary is giving up big shots all day, Texas is not a team that you want to be playing against. And so. Um, but, you know, massive win for for Missouri. And, you know, I'm sure Kansas State will bounce back. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I came out of that game thinking, okay, Missouri's a lot better than, than I was giving them credit for. Well, when I told you my power um, rankings, you rolled your eyes, as you often do with some of these teams. You know, it's like the South Park. Yes. We didn't listen. We didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, next up, now here's here was the first bet board victory of the day for Tyler. Hello. North Carolina handles Minnesota. Um, you know, I, I, I think Minnesota was kind of a popular team to take plus the points here. I didn't need to buy and the half point. I didn't need to buy the half point. I'll take the seven. No, and a half. you didn't. No. Although it did get close there at the end, but ultimately the the Tar Heels defense. Uh, w- was good enough here, and they were able to just keep Minnesota off the board. And it wasn't like, you know, Drake May and North Carolina just had this incredible performance offensively, but you know they were they were good, really good at limiting Minnesota. And I I did think this was just kind of a a, a matchup, uh, like a scary matchup for North Carolina. But again, I came. I mean, they, they're they're three and zero now with one of the toughest non conference schedules of anyone in the college football uh, landscape. They play South Carolina, then App State, and then Minnesota. They're 3-0 out of those games, which is really huge for them. And so, again, I think they're going to be one of these teams that's fighting for, you know, getting into the ACC championship game. Well, look, I mean, last week I talked about how I thought that their defense wasn't nearly as bad as everyone thought. You know, they're not a good defense. We know that. But the fact that it's just like, oh, they can't stop the run. So what? That just means they're never, ever going to stop the run. and They're not going to adjust it or fix things. So um, I have the defense looked pretty well. Now, my main takeaway of the game I don't know if this was an illusion. I don't know if this was something I thought I saw. Maybe he was wearing like a loose shirt, but Mac Brown may have dropped <laughs> a few pounds. Did you notice this? No. No? No, I don't. I don't think he's looked different in the last five years. I don't think he's looked the exact same, <laughs> and you just one, one day decided to pick on him for being fat. No. And by the way, okay. he's like 80 years old. Okay, can, I, can I say this? In all fairness, I think what happened was one day he had a really – he had a schmedium on, right? It was a little too tight for him, and I may have gone after him after that day. But <laughs> It did feel like it came out of nowhere. Like you really were – you were body shaming old Mac here. And oh, okay. I got to say, I just I'm don't – I'm trying uh, to come back with some positivity, though. Like I said, it may have been a loose shirt, but I think he – Maybe he's keto now. Maybe he's doing some troga. You're a troga? <laughs> no, I don't know what troga Treadmill is. Treadmill yoga? It's the new thing. Well, check it out. How do you even do yoga on a treadmill? You can only do upper body yoga at that yeah, point. Exactly. You can stretch no, you do. while running. No, it's, all, it's all upper body. Troga. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, Trust good me, win for the way, Tar Heels. Way cooler of a, of a trend than pickleball. Way cooler of a trend than pickleball. <laughs> um, next up, how about this? Big game for Brian Ferentz. Big game, the Brian. Iowa Hawkeyes Big game, Brian. go out Woo-hoo. and they score 41 against Western Michigan. Uh, this is a major bounce back victory for him. Now, by the way, I think at one point, like second or third quarter, they only had like 20 points on the board or 17 or something. And it went viral. There was a scene where like he was yelling at Cade McNamara and he slammed his headset and everyone was like, oh shit, he knows he's fucked. But somehow they managed to, to go out in the second half, score a bunch of points. He's now after scoring 41, he's above that 25 point per game threshold. So this is going to buy him a little time. However, you know, it, it's a long season. He's got some tougher, some tougher opponents where he's got to score 25 in order to to not get fired. But um, shout out to Brian Ferentz. He's got to be feeling a lot better today. I bet he slept well last night. Okay, Big game, Brian. We got, <laughs> um, what else? Like uh, offensive, uh, offensive freak Ferentz. We can go Ooh. there. Yeah, the offensive. Freaky Ferentz. Freaky Ferentz. Freaky Friday Ferentz yep. if he plays on Friday. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'll, I'll think about it. We'll come in next year. I also wasn't. This game didn't make my four screen cut. So like one of those could have been a defensive uh, touchdown cut. for all I know, or a punt return. But they all count for for cut. his contract. Doesn't have to be twenty five offensive points scored. Um, 
by the way, I, I just remembered this. Next week, we have to remember to add to the show notes, which got briefly brought up when I was uh, going back doing the editing on last week's show. Is spaghetti a soup or a pasta? So that got brought up too. What? what? That came up during last week's show. No, SpaghettiOs, SpaghettiOs was yes. what I no, said, that's not what I spaghetti. No, that's, so that's right. I just missed <laughs> my brain. If you were going to argue that spaghetti wasn't a pasta, <laughs> I was going to jump to the screen and murder you, dude. SpaghettiOs, yes, correct. Because remember I said yeah. bobbing like SpaghettiOs, and then we had the debate of, yeah. So let's, let's, let's yeah. do that next week. Um, yeah. And, we can also debate if it's food or not. Yes. If it actually is okay, food. And then, and then quick, we're going to have to time travel for just two seconds. It's Sunday morning. I have to call one of my friends for just a minute to get a, a, a few picks in for football. The NFL. Okay. A little time, a little time travel. We'll be right back, folks. All right. All right the, the, I only had a couple more games I wanted to, to talk about, but I, I especially wanted your input on this one, Tyler. And it was, uh, how, what the fuck is going on in Stillwater? Because Oklahoma State... Barely beats an Arizona State team, which just got their brains well, they bashed in last they night covered. by uh, by Fresno or something. And Oklahoma State loses at home to South Alabama 33-7. to Things are bad in, in Stillwater. Okay, what, the, what the fuck's going on? What do you do? They, they covered two weeks ago. They were three-point favorites, and they covered. I know, but... Right, so but what that's... You, so what, uh, you, again, what like picture they, are you trying but, to paint? What picture are you trying to paint that, like... Okay, like you just said it so quick, like you build this, like right. That, that's this is how things get driven. Well, I think Arizona State's a bad team. Arizona, and I know they cover, but I'm saying like Oklahoma State probably should have been like if they're the Oklahoma State team that we are used to them being, they should have been like ten point favorites over a team like Arizona State. Real, I mean, I I disagree with that. Ten points, I I don't think they would be considered, you know, whatever it would be, sixteen points better than an Arizona State team. Um, I think that Mike Gundy got surprised. I think his team came in flat. Like, we saw a lot of teams come in flat this week. And the, the common thing for a lot of these teams, not all of them, was they had a big game last week. And so you, you get built up. I think going on the road, maybe not a huge game for Oklahoma State, but, I mean, look, they're not a, they're not a huge program. I know I talk about them a lot because, like, I think they have value often on the show, but, like, they don't get talked about that much. Like, they don't have a lot of runs. So right. I think going on the road against the Pac-12 team, kind of is is more of a bigger and then they get south alabama you know it's a sandwich game so they came out flat look i did a patreon podcast i gave out two extra picks uh they went one and one it was fresno uh on the road at arizona state and oklahoma state minus seven against south alabama right and so that's the thing i thought there was value at minus seven they were seven point favorites i think south alabama is not a bad team you know you look at south oh, alabama, they're a very good team the, well yeah, I mean they 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 they're they're enough to be a team that only was un, uh, underdogs by a touchdown at Oklahoma State. Like that's generally a tougher place to go play. You ever been to Stillwater? Like it's not like it's there's not a lot going on in in Stillwater. You know, it's I spent a month <laughs> right. there one night. So um, I I was really impressed with South Alabama, but I don't think that we should see. This is the thing. We're like Oklahoma State is going to come back and cover next week, or you know, look good in the next couple weeks, and we're going to say, oh well, you know, let's not. We overreacted to this, and it's not always what it seems from some of these games where you get these underdogs who hang in it. And I don't think we sell our stock. So um, interesting. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't think yeah. things are falling apart necessarily. Same thing with Alabama. Same thing with Oklahoma State. You know, I even look at like a team like Oklahoma. You know, last year, Brett Venables has questions as a first-year head coach. I personally think he still has question marks. But 
I think we overreact sometimes to these teams because there's only 12 games a season. You know, there's all week to sit and talk about it. So that's my takeaway, though. I guess I'd I'd feel better about it if it was like, hey, they lost close at home, but like to just get, you know, they really just looked bad. And so you're right. It's just one week. They can bounce back, but... I've got my uh, my ears are up on on Oklahoma State. Okay. And I'm interested to see what the rest of the year looks like. Can you imagine what uh, it's like up, when Paul Feinbaum's ears are perked? Whew. That's just 24 seven, dude. <laughs> um, BYU goes into uh, Arkansas. They go into uh, what is it? What, Lafayette or whatever, uh, wherever Arkansas plays. Um, and I, again, another Betport victory for Tyler. And I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like, watching that game, like, man, BYU is just tough. They're a really tough team. I really thought that Arkansas would out-physical them. And it went back and forth, and it, they were really, you know, pretty evenly matched teams. But ultimately, BYU just gets it done. And, and like, their offense was was really, really good. I mean, they were breaking off big play after big play against Arkansas here. And just a, a, a really a, a big win for BYU as they head into their, their Big 12 uh, you know, schedule. Yeah, yeah, I know Will kind of brushed through it, but big bet board win for me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, two and two on the week. That was one of them. Eight and a half. They ate with the hook, as they say, out on the open sea. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up against my t- – my tank is getting empty for this show, Will. My brain – I didn't get that much sleep. I woke up immediately, started looking at CU stats, looking at uh, watching the <laughs> Coach Prime the interviews. I'm on empty. How many? How many more games we got? Nothing. That's oh, it. Uh, really? We, we don't have to talk about anything else. We we covered the Betboard games. We covered all the big ones. Um, you know that can be it. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, two and two on the Betboard. Things are heating up. We're still tied. Uh, we both have four four wins, four losses, and a, and a push. Yes. And uh, I can't, I'm I can't, good. I can't end things with this. We can end today's show with, uh, with, with some quick discussion. Okay. Uh, what is the, uh, is this okay or day class A uh, for, for your trash and popcorn to end up on the row below you at a football game? Okay, so the people hmm. behind us, they're empty Coors Lights cans and a lot of their popcorn they were eating ended up by our feet. Is that okay? Because it's a football game, stuff's going on, maybe an accident. Or is that day class A, keep your shit? Because there's a lot of space behind your feet to put your trash. Keep it back right. there. Make sure it um, The cans, I think the popcorn is okay because that's just kind of a messy, you know, it's like peanuts that can easily fall and bounce. The cans are, are day class yes. A. The cans are no, are no go. But I think popcorn is excusable because also, like, it's not like a messy... You know, like if someone spills a can, then it could like there could be some stuff still in there could spill onto your shoes or whatever. Um, I'm anti that. Ultimately, it sounds like the people behind you were not classy people. No, no, no. They, they and, were hammered. Um, he, he was he was he was so drunk that like stuff would happen. Like CSU would get a, you know, barely get across the first down marker. But it's obviously a first down because the referees are doing the first down signal to move the chains. And you can hear him like talking to I think he was there probably with his wife. And uh, he's like, all right, here we go. Fourth and one. Fourth and one. <laughs> and, like, the offense would come out and line up. He goes, wait a minute. They, they gave it to him? Like, so, so it was like that. It was like that for a lot of the game. But, uh, oh, we love that. Yeah. We but, love that. So, anyway, that's a quick little O'Clair, O'Clair Day class. I didn't really mind. We didn't, I didn't make a confrontation of it. It wasn't a big deal. But uh, just wanted to get your input there. Yeah, as long as you're not spilling stuff all over you, I think it's it's acceptable. Or, you know, it's you can tolerate it, but uh, you know, certainly not 
not okay to be having your cans spill down. But whatever, that's part, we got, of, part of going to sports games. Hopefully, we get Fry and Ryan back next week. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put uh, put out a call to producer Smitty and say, hey, you, we got to find a way to get you back in. He's been mm-hmm. on on vacay mode. He was he was uh, where the, he was in uh, the Bahamas. Is that right? Uh, Maui, yeah, Maui, Wowie. Maui, Maui, Wowie. Yep, he no, was in no, the Bahamas. He went to Jamaica. He was, uh, t- we either it was either all that producer Bermuda, money sitting on the beach. Bahama. Uh, come on, pretty mama. Come on, uh, baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. That's so bad. Uh, um, okay. okay, we're getting out of here. Tyler's got to get a nap in. We got to we got to get uh, get Tyler's brain right. But follow us on. Uh, on Twitter, under uh, CFB underscore pod. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash college football tailgate. We'll see you on Wednesday.